passing. Hey, welcome back to the Thundercast. My name is Connor Sanders. That's Kelton Jacobson. We are back this week. Kelton, after a successful week for SU basketball against Montana, how you feeling, my man? Listen, I'm always happy to be proved wrong in this type of situation here, Connor. They, I predicted 1-1 one one for SUU men's basketball. Mm-hmm. They went 2-0. and Ooh, I thought they would win one and lose one. It was a, I just feel like it's so tough to beat a team like that twice in a row, but wouldn't so you know hard. they did it? So hard. Carbon copy games, too. Yeah. Carbon copy. I mean, they were so (laughs) similar. Came down to a free throw to end the game. We saw some big performances from John Knight. Uh, Unlikely hero and Nick Fleming in that second game. So, I don't know, Connor. Tell me about it. What did you see? Well, Todd Simon said after the game that uh, officiating a game between SCU and Montana would be like going to the dentist uh, for a referee. (laughs) And I think that that's a pretty apt comparison. Uh, very physical games in both uh, games. I I just love low major college basketball because you see so much variance in style. Um, but it seemed like these teams were pretty similar actually. They both really wanted to pound it inside. Uh, Montana was throwing the ball down to the post like a lot, a mm-hmm. lot. And uh, to Yvonne Madunich and Mason Fawcett's credit, they did enough to to hold them off the boards. And I was. Those were kind of grindy wins to me. They were. To SU, oh, but it, it shows that SU has a lot of grit. They both In both games, they didn't really shoot the ball particularly well. Right. But they just got the guts, man. They just got hard. They were diving for all those loose balls, mm-hmm. uh, keeping extra rebounds alive. Like Mason Fawcett, how many offensive rebounds did that kid have over the two games? He was so, so good. He was named uh, Big Sky Player of the Week, actually. Yes. For that performance, which uh, is very well deserved. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic week for SU. You really couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I'm 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 thrilled for them. I agree with you though. They it, they were grindy wins. I I wouldn't necessarily say SUU played f- great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I maybe that's they could play better. Yes, maybe that's harsh for me to say. They did win two in a row against a very good Montana team. Uh, but like you said, I mean, they they just they struggled at times, specifically in each half of of both games. Yeah. There was like this six-ish minute stretch from maybe minute 14 to minute eight left in, in each half where they just were icy, yeah. ice yeah, yeah, cold. Yeah. And then, you know, they, they had a player, whether it was Nick Fleming or Mason Fawcett or John Knight III, say, hey, guys, we're not going to lose. Let's go win. And then they went back and, and took the game. Yeah. Uh, it's, just, it's just so hard to review those games because they were so physical. Mm-hmm. It's like John Knight was like, holding his shoulder constantly because he was just getting bruised and Mason mm-hmm. Fawcett's like looked like his nose was falling off from all the elbows and things he was taking as he was getting offensive rebounds and uh, it was a really gritty uh statement kind of you know this is this is a foundational win you you get a W like this and you you can say hey we can do this against anybody mm-hmm. we if we're not making shots it doesn't matter um if Tev's cold for the first half it doesn't matter he'll he'll bring it in the second half if, you know, we have to look to Mason Fawcett to get us a few buckets in a row, that's fine. Dre Marine will be solid every single game. If John's having an off night, honestly, that's no big deal. If Madunich is in foul trouble or is, is ineffective down the stretch, right. we can go small. Uh, SU learned so, so much from this game. Uh, I think all the congratulations are deserved to, to Simon and his staff, but mm-hmm. still a lot of season left to go. And Montana's, I mean, we just assume they're good because they're Montana. 
But this is the first two games they played of the season, and, and we don't know what they're what they will project like uh, throughout the rest of, of league play. That being said, this is super impressive for SU. I think that this is like a hey Eastern Washington, hey Northern Colorado. You know, we're here. We're right. this is no more. You know, we're building up to next year. This is the year that SU is ready to challenge for the conference title right now. Right. Three major happenings. Uh, with this week's last week's series uh you did like you mentioned connor mason fawcett winning player of the of the week in the big sky and then you had um su beating montana in cedar city for the first time since 1999 that's a huge testament to coach simon and his staff and then in addition to uh coach simon winning since the for the first time since 1999 against montana in cedar city he was also uh he also became the second most winningest coach in division one uh history for su so uh, big, big shout out to Coach Simon and his staff. That's a huge accomplishment. Absolutely. Um, hopefully SEU can take their momentum um, into this week's game against uh, Utah Valley, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's only been five Division One coaches at SEU, which I found crazy when I saw that stat. <laughs> uh, interested to see if Coach Simon sticks it out for like 14 more years and tries to go for that number one spot. Hey, but. there you go. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yes, we will We will get to the UVU game with our special guest here in a minute. But before we get to that, let's talk about SU women's basketball. Kelton unfortunately had their games against Montana canceled last week yes. uh, as they had to have a pause due to a positive test uh, within the program last week. But unfortunately, they lose those games to Montana this season. There's no chance to make those up. But they do get a chance to really kick off their season Um on Wednesday against William Jessup in NAI school, and then on Saturday against Grand Canyon University. Kelton, what should we look for in these games? Well, first off, to start off with William Jessup, uh, William Jessup, they the last time they played was November twenty eighth, which might not seem that long ago, but in basketball time, that's that's a that's a that's a bit, um, which is quite similar to the SU women's. Um, they haven't played, I believe, also since the twenty eighth. So. Um, yeah. Timeline wise, they're they're looking about the same. Uh, William Jessup, they their first game was on Halloween, so a while ago, and they just beat the tar out of Bethesda University. They beat them by sixty six points, and then they played about a month later against the University of Nevada, Connor, and they only lost by one. And University of Nevada, yeah. they're a Division one program, so Mountain West school. Yeah, uh, and they're not a bad team either. Wow. So. That's something to watch out kinda for. Kind of scary. That's kind of a scary NAI opponent. A little bit. But to SUU uh, women's cr- um, advantage, if you want to put it that way, listen to this schedule for uh, <laughs> for <laughs> William Jessup. They are playing on the 8th in Riverside, California. The 9th, they're coming up here to Cedar City to play SUU. The 10th, they're going up to Orem to play Jeez. UVU. And then on the 12th and 13th, they're up in Caldwell, Idaho to play the College of Idaho. So wow. uh, five games in six days, Connor. Three in a row. Back Three to back, back to, to back, back to back. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, they're going to be gassed uh, for that bit. second game. And the second game actually might be the, the hardest one for them because you know you still have a whole third game to go. You don't even get a break. Um, wow, those NAI players. I... I'm so so admirative of you guys. Holy Absolutely. cow! Uh, for playing three games in three days, but that's crazy, man. Uh, they're gonna be absolutely gassed. But SU, they really need to just to get the ball rolling on this season. It's been unfortunate that they haven't been able to start. 
Uh, I know that Coach Sanders has been very excited to get these these players out there and roll, and they only got their one game against UVU and then had to to watch the men play against Montana from home. Um, but a big matchup against GCU. They uh, they almost beat GCU um, in Arizona last mm-hmm. year. Uh, Grand Canyon University, a, a very solid team. SU almost came back on a, a really miraculous comeback and and won that game. And and I think GCU will present a good challenge for SU here once again. Yeah, GCU is not a bad team. Uh, they're they're currently they're three and zero. They've beat uh, Weber State and Loyola Marymount to to mention a couple. Yes. Um, and they're actually led right now, Connor, by a, uh, a freshman, Katie Scott. Um, she leads the WAC in scoring right now. So, uh, GCU not a bad team. They can put yes. the ball in the bucket. Uh, that was our biggest um, takeaway from SUU's game against UVU uh, was their um, lack of a person to go to at the end of the game to get a bucket. So, again, it's going to come down to who can put the ball in the bucket more, and and SUU's, they have to get stops. They have to get stops if they're going to have a fight against Grand Canyon because they like to put the ball in the bucket. Yeah, it's a a good... uh opponent for SU to really measure themselves I think against GCU another whack opponent like UVU uh, a slightly bigger school than SUU and a, uh, a program that's kind of still in its infancy really as they, yeah. as they move into athletics but would be a great way for SU to to really put their stamp on this non-conference schedule and I think it would just be such a moral victory after having to to sit at home and watch the men have those super fun and competitive games and mm-hmm. not get to be able to play that must have been heartbreaking Oh, absolutely. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, I'm excited to see. You know, who, what they've they've had the chance. Well, let me rephrase. They've had the chance to really think about their game against UVU, to determine. You know, what changes they need to make. And and while they paused their activities, they they weren't able to practice. Um, but with that said, they're able to study a lot. And that's just as yeah. big in the game of basketball as as practicing is looking at what you did previously and trying to fix that for the future. Yes, so we will see how SU women's basketball performs this week, Wednesday at 2 o'clock against William Jessup, and then Saturday at noon against Grand Canyon University. Um, And now we have a very special treat for you today on the podcast. We are joined by a very special guest, uh, Ryan Williams, who is a reporter for the Daily Herald uh, up in Utah County. He's a former St. George News reporter that that covered uh, sports down here, so he's got a good touch with SU, and he's going to help us preview the the men's basketball game against Utah Valley University. All right, well, thank you to Ryan Williams uh, for joining us here on this edition of the Thundercast. I uh, want to preview the men's basketball game against the uh, Wolverines of Utah Valley University. Ryan is a former St. George News reporter, now working at the Daily Herald up in Provo. Ryan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, happy to talk to you. We miss having you at those SCU games, but you're on to bigger and better things, my man. Um, real happy. Yeah, for you. you know, I made I made I made the switch away from sports, which kind of hurt my heart. But uh, you know, it's uh, hopefully it's just more of a, a sidestep into a different position, and we'll see. You know, if I can make my way back into sports in the near future. Yeah, man, stepping away from sports is a. It's a challenge, but it, it really helps you. I feel like you grow as a writer a lot doing those other kinds of stories and stuff. Absolutely. Well, let's look. Let's take a look ahead then to this game. Uh, they play. Um, they played a very close game last season, uh, winning on a fi- on the final possession. I remember mm-hmm. the America First Event Center was rocking on that day. 
Um, but I guess I first want to ask just uh, on a broad scale, what do you think of this UVU team? Uh, how are they different from last year? What kind of style of play should we expect? Will it be a, a pretty similar game to what we saw last year? What are your initial thoughts, Ryan? Yeah, it's, it's good to hear that the the America First Event Center was rocking with like a quarter capacity. But I, uh, <laughs> I'd i love to uh, talk about UVU. I'm, I'm, last year's game against UVU was a good one. Um, yes. Obviously, SUU came out victorious in that one. I think UVU was a better team last year. I mean, you look at they lost a little point guard. What is it, Navarrete, the, the kid that went to BYU now? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was by far... I don't want to say by far, but he was their best player. Uh, And so you lose him and your point guard. Um, I'm not seeing a whole lot of kids on their roster that are looking good. It might just be a, I don't want to say rebuild year for Coach Madsen, but, um, you know, they're – it might be a little bit of a tough year for them. I mean, I just saw they – I'm looking at their their schedule currently. They almost lost to Westminster, which Dixie mm-hmm. State beats Westminster on a, on a yearly basis. So I don't know if that's a necessarily a good, uh, what's the word? Uh, Omen there? You know, a good way to evaluate their team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good way to evaluate their team. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think they're, they're as good as they were last year. And I think that SUU has gotten better on a lot of fronts. Um, you know, it still uh, annoys the heck out of me that I got to see John Knight the third take about twelve charges every game. But um, you know, it's it's it it there there's there's a lot going on with this SU team. Obviously, Dre Marine coming back, Mason Fawcett's playing his tail off. Um, I love what I'm seeing in these new kids, Jones and and uh, the other transfer. Um, you know, you mix in a couple good transfers with those guys coming back, and and you've got yourself a nice little core. And I think that's what Simon's got going on. And, you know, they, they showed it. Two big clutch wins against Montana. I mean, that's going to be, I don't want to say they're one of their toughest opponents, but, yeah, I mean, you're, you're looking at a top two, top three team in, in the big sky uh, almost consistently. So those were those were big wins this weekend. I think they, they'll look to carry it into UVU uh, on Wednesday. Yeah, absolutely. I It's a, it's interesting you make that note about John Knight because I think actually on that last possession where he scored the game-winning basket he actually almost got an offensive foul Mm -hmm. on that possession last year against UVU so it's funny you bring that up but it seems like he's actually cutting back on those offensive fouls a little bit well I will say this Connor I was just looking uh, you you put me Johnny on the spot I got the stats up right here (laughs) 12 turnovers in four games I'd like to guarantee I, I would almost say that at least 10 of those have been charges (laughs) <laughs> so we're looking at probably probably two two charges a game. I mean, that, it's tough. It's tough when you're that explosive. You can't help yourself. And I mean, the man's also, you know, giving facials left and right. I mean, you love to watch him. Um, but yeah, those charges, you know, they they get me a little bit. Uh, they I, I wish he would jump stop every once in a while. But man, you know, he's been playing his tail off as well. So he could take all the charges he wants as long as they keep winning games. I guess, right? Yeah, Ryan, you you mentioned just for just briefly the loss of of Brandon Averett. Um, that's kind of been made up with a more more usage from Trey Woodbury, and Woodbury actually was just named the uh, WAC Player of the Week. Um, I believe it was last week he was named that December first. So what what do you see out of Woodbury? How's how's he kind of taken hold of the reins there at UVU? I mean, I I I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't really speak to Woodbury. I mean, it, this was a much different looking team. I mean, you had a guy yeah. in Averett who is, is a high level 
a high-level player. And obviously that's being shown now that he's at BYU transferring to the other big school. But, um, you know, I mean, they're, they're fundamental. If I'm going to speak on a player or, like, any anything, anyone on this team, I'm going to talk about their head coach, yeah. you know, Mark Madsen. I mean, one of the most – a more fundamental player, um, you know, someone who's focusing in. His basketball IQ is extremely high. Obviously spent some time with the Lakers – was a coach, was the head coach of the G League team. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, if, if, if I'm going to speak to maybe one player, I, I'd have to say, you know, re, re, go revert back to, to Madsen and kind of what his style is, the way he teaches basketball, that IQ. And, and you know, I, I think that whoever their, their leading guard is is going to mimic that kind of similar style, if, if I were to guess. You know, I haven't seen any film on Trey – I don't know what he's looking like. I have not watched a UVU game. I should have watched the one against BYU, but uh, I don't think that would have been a good, uh, you know, a, a good thing to mm-hmm. to dive into because they got smacked. So, uh, you know, I I, th- I think that you're going to see a lot of just just consistently disciplined fundamental basketball out of a UVU team coached by a fundamental and disciplined coach. Yeah, absolutely, and. I mean, last year, Woodbury was 8 for 16 from the field, had 19 points, 2 of 4 on threes in 36 minutes. He ended up fouling out of that game, actually, which is uh, a big reason he's, why SCU ended up winning. He's foul prone. Yeah. He, he fouled out of their last game against, um, of U- Utah Valley's last game against Westminster. So he's, he's foul prone, and I think that might play a little bit into Coach Simon's game plan going into, uh, going into Wednesday's game. Yeah, absolutely. And Woodbury, I mean, a uh, very athletic, not that's the wrong thing. A very good shooter. Uh, it seems like he there was always go. finding a good space to. I said athletic. That's the opposite <laughs> of what I meant. Uh, but he really finds good spots on the floor, and it's interesting to see without Averett there to kind of find him. Like Averett played all forty minutes last mm-hmm. year. Like really was the heart and soul of their team. Uh, they only went seven deep last season, um, and it seems like in the first few games of the season they haven't really been going too deep into their bench. Maybe it's just because they were getting plastered by BYU in their one like real game. Um, but it, it will be interesting to see how, how Woodbury performs, especially, I think, since he'll be facing some pretty athletic wing defenders. Um, but, Ryan, I want to know, as you've been watching SUU, have there been any areas where you've been like, hey, you know, it looks like SUU's looking pretty good, but, you know, I'm noticing that they're a little weak maybe in this aspect. Is there anything you've seen? Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough. You know, I feel like this is always this has been the SUU of last season as well, but a complete flip in certain areas, like, I was watching that LMU game and I was like, man, were these dudes in the gym putting up threes all off season? Mm-hmm. I mean, holy cow, where did that shooting come from? I, I mean, last season it was like, you know, watching nails scratch a chalk or, you know, it was watching paint dry, sh- them shoot threes. <laughs> and I think one game they start off Oh and nine or something. I mean, it was, it was bad. And so this year it's been, it's been nice to see that, you know, John Knight's even stepping out and hitting a three, which, you know, had my jaw on the floor the other day. And, <laughs> um, you know, not to harp on John Knight, you know, I'm sure he can shoot, but, you know, he, he's going to make his money get into the rack. And that's what he has done. But, you know, Harrison Butler, these guys are these guys are starting to shoot it at a much higher clip, which is promising. That's that's extremely promising because I feel like they got in this, this big lull where they just didn't believe they could hit a three or – Maybe they did, but they just weren't hitting them. And, and you know, I know Simon was a little frustrated with that, but mm-hmm. I love the I, I love what the new additions bring in. I love what Ivan brings to the team. I think he was someone that they could have used last year, a guy who can space the floor. Obviously, you had David 
uh, and Njai down low last year. He w- he was a big presence shot blocking wise, but yeah. you know Ivan's pro, pro uh, proven to do that and and be able to step out and hit a clutch three, which I like to see. You know, as a as a, a fellow big man who likes to shoot threes, <laughs> um, so so I, I give my 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 tip of the cap to him. But yeah, I just I just I, it's hard to to look at you know their weaknesses. I feel like they get in these really uh, these lulls, you know, where they just yeah. can't buy a bucket. Um, and sometimes they just dig themselves that hole a little too deep. I mean, you look at that LMU game, they started off real hot. I mean, I, I want to say they went up 10 plus in that first five minute stretch. Yeah. I mean, a great start to the game. And then LMU just chip, chip, you know, chips away, chips away, chips away. Guys are taking bad shots, you know, t- uh, Tevian Jones, maybe, maybe taking, you know, trying a step back, which, you know, no, no, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure you can hit that shot, but um, you know, they they do tend to take some some bad shots, and I don't know if that's just the new kids coming in, uh, you know, because you don't see a lot of that from Mason or yeah. Dre or Harrison um, or even John Knight. You know, of, of course, everyone's going to make the occasional bad shot, but um, I think it's it, for them. It's all about um, stringing stops together. That's what I've seen has been been big. Is you know, not just getting one or two, but Giving again three, four, five stops on the defensive end and being able to string those into buckets on the offensive side of things because when yeah, you, we you saw just that. take a bad shot, it can be really, be really deflating. Yeah, yeah, no, we we saw that a little bit uh, in the second game against Montana. Montana, you know, they were up thirteen at one point. And SU just they're they're capable of getting those stops, but you it would be nice if you didn't have to get into a hole in order to get uh-huh. those stops. You know, and it's interesting, you know, Ryan, because you mentioned. Uh, Mark Madsen runs a very fundamentally sound team. His team turns the ball over, but not that much. They actually force more turnovers than they uh, turn the ball over themselves, and they like to get out and run. They got a, a guard uh, lineup to start, and they they really push the tempo. So it'll be interesting to see there because SEU has actually forced uh, more turnovers than all of their opponents this year, and they have um, scored more points off turnovers than all of their opponents this year as well. So kind of two strengths for both teams we're going to see who ultimately prevails on Wednesday yeah if it's a wide open game I was going to say I was going to add this too you know we, we talk about that Westminster game where they only win by eight that might not be a good thing for SUU because I guarantee you this week of practice was a doozy yeah. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now I've been in that position before as a former college athlete <laughs> you have a game like that I, I remember one time in college we almost lost to a, a NAIA team. And that next week of practice was just brutal, Ooh. you know, and, and, and not, and not saying like brutal is in like bad, like running, you know, I'm exhausted more of just like coaches on it, you know, the, uh, and I'm sure coach Madsen this week is on his team saying, Hey fellas, you just almost lost to a division two school. You know, why don't, why don't we, you know, show string some together and, and, and get SUU back for what happened next year. So maybe some, some other motivation there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think if this ends up being an open game where both teams are trying to get out and run, that, that probably does favor SUU. Uh, but uh, UVU has had some pretty impressive offensive performances. I mean, like we mentioned, Woodbury is 8 for 14 on three-pointers this season. That's 57%. That's decent uh, if he can keep that up. Um, Overton or Jameson Overton also is having a good offensive year for them. He's averaging t- almost 20 a game in the three that they've played. 
Um, and they've got a little bit of size inside with Fardaz AMAC. Sorry if I messed that up, but uh, it seems like they've got a, a pretty decent offensive output. I'm curious, though, Ryan, what you think as you watch SUU and you, I, I don't know, I always just want to, you always make these little little notes and things of, of things I don't quite pick up on. I always just want to pick your brain about um, the little things that you see that SUU could be, could be improving on or uh, maybe things that might end up coming back to bite them if they don't get fixed. I, I'm just curious about your perspective on that. Yeah, I think one thing that I've noticed, and this is this was a problem last year, uh, is is free throws. I mean, if yeah. they they beat Montana, I think it was the first game on Thursday and missed 14 free throws, if I'm not mistaken. I remember, I think that might have been the stat. You yeah. know, 14. I mean, if you're winning by one point and missing 14 free throws, that's tough. Yes. Um, so. If I'm if I'm Coach Simon, you know, hey, today or tomorrow, you know, we're we're spending the last thirty minutes of practice shooting free throws, and for every free throw you miss, you know, we're running. <laughs> like, I mean, get get in there and focus because nothing will make you focus more on a free throw than the than the possible consequence of running a suicide. I'll tell you that right. Now. So, um, yeah, I, I I would think that Simon's in there really. You know, hey, get in the gym on your own. Get your free throws up. Shoot your free throws. I mean, you just can't miss 14 free throws and 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 win many games. I'll tell you that right now. Unless you're blowing a team out by 30. So free throws has been an, an ongoing issue. That was an issue last year too. Yeah. Um, and you saw that on on uh, Saturday. Uh, you know, the the kid at the end of the game, I forget who was shooting, went went hit the first one and missed the second one to put him up by one. And you know, that might not have made that big of a difference, but you got to hit those free throws in that clutch situation. So um, that's something I've picked up on. I love yeah. the way their offense moves and flows. Like I said, I, I spoke about Ivan. I love what he brings to the team, that kind of ability to spread the floor at the center position. I think that's huge for them. I think it's all about spacing. they got a lot of talented guards, a lot of athletic guards. If Ivan can get into that corner three, I mean, John Knight's going to have a lot of lanes to the basket. And I've yeah. already we've already seen that a lot this year, him, him getting easy layups, him dunking on dudes. I mean – if, if you give him – if he beats you on a one-dribble drive, I mean, you're toast. That's yeah. a layup or a dunk uh, or, or an add one going, you know, and that, and that even hurts hurts even more. So or an offensive foul. I love the space he brings. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, just of note, you mentioned Nick Fleming was the guard that, that shot the free throws at the end. Just for clarification's sake, he did miss the second one intentionally, but you're right. Um, free throw shooting is going oh. to be a big key as the season goes on, just because Montana didn't have any timeouts. They didn't want them to get the chance to advance the ball, so they just missed it intentionally. I, I wanted to ask you as well, Well, Ryan, then, I, I, apolo- I apologize. Uh, I apologize to him. It, it, <laughs> I was I was clearly not not uh, I was not watching as avidly. You know, this is on Twitter highlights here for the second game. We'll <laughs> uh, I just want to advocate for my man, Nick Fleming. You know, he, he didn't miss a free throw. But, Ryan, I want to ask you, as a former student athlete, um, we're going through this unusual time where the guys are going through COVID tests all the time. Uh, the travel's unusual, um, having to practice with each other. Now campus is basically empty um, mm-hmm. at SUU. There's, I only see five, 10 people on campus every time I'm here. I wonder just from the student athlete perspective, uh, maybe you could give us a little bit of insight uh, what it would be like if you were in this situation, how you would try and uh, you know, keep yourself mentally fit and uh, stay focused on on this unusual time. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, 
you know, you talk about being a student athlete. I mean, mental mental toughness and mental fitness is huge as a student athlete. And and obviously, I wasn't at that Division One caliber uh, at the Division Two level, similar to what a Dixie State used to be. But um, you know, I, I, I it, when I think about it now, you know, I I would hope that that really there's not a whole lot that's going to change for these kids, other than you know, hey, when you go out to the grocery store, make sure you got your mask on, that kind of thing. And I would hope they'd have that urgency of, hey, you know, we want to play this year. We don't want to lose games. We don't want to have to. I mean, you're seeing it with the girls team yeah. and it hurts. You yeah. know, I mean, it's not it's not easy. And so I, I would hope that these guys at SUU and Coach Simon and um, obviously the leadership on the coaching staff is really harping in. Hey, you know, make sure we're taking our precautions, washing your hands, wearing your mask, um, being careful in a place like Cedar City. You know, obviously. Uh, Southern Utah, Peter City, St. George is a much different um, universe than Salt Lake City right now. I mean, yeah. Salt Lake County's had a mask mandate on for a while. You see, a, I don't want to say a lot more compliance, but um, I, I was just down in Southern Utah, I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, and I did not see a lot of compliance to the level that I'm seeing up yeah. here in Northern, you know, up, up on the Wasatch Front. Absolutely. So, um, I would hope that that mental toughness is making them, you know, hey, I, I want to play, I want to be in here, but winter break was always the toughest for me personally just mm-hmm. because like you mentioned uh campus is cleared out uh you only get a week off at most for christmas um you're going home one one year i was only home for five days for christmas wow. before i had to head back and, and begin practice so it's a tough time to be a student athlete you know obviously you have your boys on the team which which helps uh and, and i'm sure they're going to be hanging out and doing their thing on the side and obviously taking their precautions as necessary, but um, yeah, it's just, it's just a tough time to be an athlete over winter because you're going to games and there's not a lot of people there mm-hmm. um, other than family and friends and maybe some people locally, but especially now given the pandemic, you know, yeah. that might add another, add another cause, but yeah, it's just, it's a tough time to be an athlete to over winter break when nobody's on campus, you know, you don't get a lot of people at the games, not a lot of people to on campus in general, you know, when there's people on campus and it's kind of flowing, you know, you kind of get that atmosphere um and that always impacted me um more on just a mental note you know obviously these dudes are locked in at the division one level i'm sure they have things that they're worrying about other than that but as a small you know small d2 kid that's kind of the things that i really enjoyed was having a full campus winter break i just go to practice sit at my house play video games and you know have have Eat, eat enough food to, to get me through the winter. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, Ryan, we want to say thank you for joining us. Uh, for those that don't know, Ryan's a former center at San Francisco State, a former Gator. They're the Gators, right? Am I yeah. misremembering that? Okay, good. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Chomp, chomp, Gators. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ryan. Well, last thing I'll ask you, um, two-part question. Any final thoughts on SU basketball that we should take with us for the rest of the season? And two... Do you have anything to plug, work in the audience, find your stories? Yeah, so for SUU, um, great start to the year. I hope that this rolls. I hope that this rolls with them. I hope that Simon's back there. You know, hey, guys, this this isn't, you know, yeah, we won two games, but we didn't win the national championship. You know, you got to have – I'm sure they have higher goals. They've proven, uh, you know, they might have shocked the big sky a little this weekend, and I hope they can continue to do it, uh, continue to play well. I hope John Knight has a great season. Um and, and I see a lot of promise for the program, uh, just in general, obviously. You know, it seems like we talk about that every year, but one of these years it's going to climax and things are going to click, and it looks like things are clicking right now. So I'm hoping for the best for SUU. I'll definitely be following them. 
Uh, I miss my old conversations with Coach <laughs> Simon after yeah. games, um, just just sitting around. Um, but as for me personally, uh, you can find my uh, my articles at the Daily Herald. It's heraldextra.com. I write on just about everything Utah County. I'm writing on some other big stories. I broke I broke a story, I don't know, maybe a month ago that was pretty big about conspiracy theorists trying to break into the Utah Valley Hospital down yeah. there, which was pretty pretty cool little story. So I'm reporting on some big news. I'm loving what I'm doing. Um, I'm living in the Salt Lake area, so I'm, I'm really enjoying Salt Lake. And, uh, you know, I wish I wish you guys both the best. Connor, man, you've been putting out some great work. You know, you're telling me to plug my work. I'll plug your work. <laughs> um, you know, all the, all, the, all, the, all the stuff you were doing at the Trib and, um, man, you, you, you've been doing some cool things and I, I've been staying up on that and I'm sure, um, you know, the, the whole crew at SUU is doing big things, uh, the sports department, you know, you guys, you guys got a, a good, uh, backbone of leadership. So I wish all of y'all nothing but the best, um, you know, just, uh, just hopefully we can get through this pandemic and, uh, you know, the Lakers, the, my, my silver lining is the Lakers start this Friday. So, uh. <laughs> You know, big Laker, big Laker, big Laker fan. Preseason starts Friday, opening night two weeks from tomorrow. I'm, I'm looking at right now with, with too many sports. Yes, yes. Well, uh, we're happy for you, Ryan. We're not so happy for the Lakers, but no. uh, very appreciative of you joining us. Um, and I think that that's all we've got for for this week's Thundercast. And uh, we will join you next week. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Kelton. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you.